who would like to recap what all has been going on leading up to this moment? I really didn't want to do the recap. You yeah. know. <laughs> so, Farida tried to get information about the uh, little, little drive guy from... Sash. Sash. Who you picked up floating out around in space while trying to get yeah. to a hideaway home so you could figure out who exactly it is that's after you and why? Because there's a bounty war going on. Yeah. She might have been in some danger she didn't know about. It's fine. Farida failed miserably, so <laughs> Anima went, yep. I'll do a thing. Started talking to Sash, much to the complete annoyance of every other person, on, probably on the entire ship, but definitely yeah. her, uh, the other yeah. two player characters. Yes. Spectra found yes. it very amusing, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't say annoying for Vi, just exasperating. Like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, much to the chagrin <laughs> of everyone else. We talked about it a little bit. And that was when you got a person's name. Yes. Mm -hmm. Does anyone remember the name? Vladimir Benson. I have it written down. I have notes. They're not good notes, but they're notes. I actually have multiple names, so... <laughs> what are your- what's your list of names? There's Valdemar, found out, let's see, Whisper is actually yeah. a human male named Sandro Esman. And then we actually found out about someone from Anima's past, sort of, and her donor. Yeah, we have three of the donor's friends. Yeah. Resmond Tremaine. Ayat Barada. And Dilataran Miaro. Yeah, that's what that says. Definitely. <laughs> My writing is so bad, I can't even read it. Yeah. We also found out that Dr. Miaro was Dottie. Yep. We tried to locate Dottie, and Dottie has gone off the grid. I cry. For a bit. Dottie's been off the grid as long as I have, so... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidence? She does sometimes work with a very private company, so maybe she's just busy. Trying to figure out where the hell her friend went. Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, I know, but... <laughs> you don't count. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know. You're the god of the world. You already know. It doesn't count. That's where my notes end. Someone else take over. <laughs> After Sash mentioned the name of the person who some she's been under for a while, Maria called you all into the mess hall. Does anyone remember what about? Whisper wanted to meet with her? Or she was trying to meet with Whisper. Oh, also we found out that Vladimir is Trigger. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's what we found out. Almost assuredly. And he's in private security. Private security. Also black market arms dealer. Black market arms dealer dealing in blackmail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we found out about the blackmail. Um, Whisper 
didn't give us a lot of information except the location of where the blackmail is and then he told us that there's a large shipment of something that's important. That actually came from the information Sash had stolen from Trigger. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's being very cagey about why he wants to make sure everyone on the ship is alive and safe. Hmm. Yeah. And why he wants to potentially meet with y'all. But Maria and Spectre seem to trust him, mostly. Vi is displeased. We found out- Yeah, Sorry. No, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, we talked to Sash again. Oh, before that, Anima had this sudden flash of brilliance, very rare for her character. (laughs) Because I usually make bad rolls. That the blackmail could be people like Sasha's sister Sage. So we went back down to Sash, talked to Sash again, and it was. Got confirmed. Which sealed the deal that y'all were gonna go take care of the blackmail vault while the rest of the crew go hijacks the weapon shipment so you could take out his power and his reputation. Yeah. And have a lot of very dangerous people pissed off at him, hopefully. Hopefully at him and not at us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as long as y'all lay low for a while afterwards until things calm down and you're... Oh, we've been so good at that. Look. <laughs> Since the last time the last time we were trying to lay low, we had a bounty on us, so... You still do. How long did that laying low last, by the way? Because I'm pretty sure we lasted, what, five hours of laying low? Mm-hmm. And then we had an, an emergency pod that had to well, be dragged aboard? Yeah, something like that. It felt like that. We were trying mm-hmm. to lay low while we were in the uh, the Bel Air vault and uh, almost got attacked by it or in the... Um, oh, yeah, in the research. Paragon Industries. Yeah. <laughs> then there was the bar... <laughs> That was before the Bel Air vault. That was yeah. before that. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Let's just recap the entire series while we're here. It's just the recap episode. <laughs> the title is We Were Supposed to Lay Low. <laughs> and then, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> anyway, Anna promised Sash that she would go and find her sister. Which had Sash crying. Yeah. Because it's, it's not been a fun time for her. And also attempted to mitigate her guilt in getting them into this situation. Alright, so all of that has led up to the three of you being dropped off near-ish to where this blackmail vault is. You learn it is actually... Let me get up my notes... Ray and Tally were able to figure out more or less the most likely places he was to be keeping it. And also they noticed some of his shipment information didn't make a lot of sense. And they noticed a pattern. Because as I might have pointed out, sometimes when you have a lot of valuable material, you move it around. Yeah. And don't really keep it in one place. 
So he seems to be doing a lot of that. But one thing you notice is it looks like he might be consolidating it. Putting it in one yeah. place. Because yeah. sometimes you, when you're moving around, you have to gather it all together somewhere safe and then figure out other places to stash it. Mm. Okay. So this is like an in-between situation. Okay. Yeah. So you were all able to find a good time to move on it. It took some time and some working between everyone. But it also, there will be a window where you're able to move on his vault and move have the rest of them move on his weapon shipment. It's on Mining Outpost, a long series of numbers. It's a small planet. It appears to be a dome on the surface. Atmosphere is heavy there, but you have ways to deal with that. And most of the structure is underground. Looking through records, it looks like it was created to be a scientific facility by a private corporation within the past 20 years or so. They were originally going to use it to house zoological experiments, but the corporation was disbanded for financial, political reasons, and it just kind of got forgotten. Just because space is a big place, big corporations had other things to worry about, and it seems Trigger was able to kind of find out about it, realize the potential of the place, and bought it, and he's been running it. It was arranged that you would be meeting an ally in a safe hiding space that is near to a couple of places you could possibly enter, and that ally is Scorpia. Jake, if you'd like to introduce yourself and your character a little bit as the party walks into the door. Alright. Hi, everyone. I'm Jake. I'll be playing Scorpia. She is... Let me pull up my very bare-bones description of her. Probably more detailed than when they when they first saw her. Alright, she's tall, I guess six foot, and has very deep red hair and very dark brown eyes. A very a buff woman. Some battle scars. Yes, some battle scars. More nicely dressed than the last time you saw her. Probably looks a little bit more ready for actual tactical battle than a brawl in the streets. Yeah. (laughs) Though you have seen her deck an entire crew of men. They weren't super impressive, but she did take them all out before disappearing into the crowd. Why don't, just for their benefit, how about the rest of you describe what you look like as you walk into this? It's picture kind of like a shed. Almost. Because y'all know someone's going to be in there. But we don't know who. You know Scorpia's in there. Okay, okay. You were sent down with one of the Opal Star shuttles before Spectre just kind of pieced back out to go hijack his shipment. So who's going to walk in first? I will. Okay. Anima is an Ashen Forged. And she is very tall. She's even taller than Scorpia. She's six foot six. Has iron gray skin and bright red hair. Very (laughs) weirdly similar (laughs) on the outset, but it's worth like a flame red. Yeah. Purple eyes, like a tiefling's eyes. They're just one solid color. 
That's what her eyes are like. Perfectly normal for Ashenforged. Yes. Not normal for the Ashen Guard back in the Federation, though. <laughs> yeah. She stuck out a little bit. Yeah. Are you wearing your armor? Yes. Your newly redesigned and repainted armor? Yes. That smells a lot better now? I hate that that's canon, but, like, whatever. Better be. I worked my ass off on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, not the, like, repainting and like the smelly. That's great. That, yeah. Smelly. It's, it's, there's, so, very, there's very much an early Caleb vibe to that that I'm not down with, but, like, whatever. It didn't smell on the outside, it smelled on the inside. Okay. That's even worse. Like a Chuck E. Cheese suit. Anyway. Oh. Also, my hair normally is braided, but it's braided and then curled in a bun now so that it's out of, completely out of the way. Smart. And Farrah, are you following? Yes. Okay. Following her is a woman uh, about a solid foot shorter with dark brown hair that kind of fades into kind of a reddish thing at the tips. Gray eyes, relatively dark skin, normal flight suit. Besides the weirdly specific shading of her hair, nothing stands out. Has some blue earrings on. Do you have your face on? That is what I'm saying. Unremarkable face. Oh, cool. So you have your you have your face on. Yes. Okay. The earrings are blue. Face is unremarkable entirely. Necklace? I usually imagine flight suits cover neck a little bit. If you randomly catch a glance, you will see that there is a, a choker that she's wearing that has a blue gem on the front. Then after a moment, still checking outside, making sure that no one saw them, you see another woman come in. She is about as tall as Farida. She's about, yeah, another foot shorter than Anima. Pretty slender, and she's got dark charcoal gray to black hair, and steel blue skin, and amber eyes. And she's wearing a long coat, a long black coat, and she lowers them from her eyes as she has a dark pair of what looks like sort of sunglasses. She's looking over the rims at Scorpia. I kind of picture your sunglasses can be transitions. They may not go fully clear, but they'll lighten. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can use them in rooms where it's not super light and not just look super suspicious. I mean, Vi's kind of doing this for effect as well. She's going to probably push him back up in a second. Right, so you all are all awkwardly standing in a room together. Scorpia would have wordlessly watched as you all entered, just kind of giving a nod to each of you. And once everyone is there and the door is closed, Scorpia looks between each of you and asks, So, what do you know about what we're about to do? What do you know? So, Anima, do we just let them keep staring at each other? Or, like, what should we do? Because I'm, I'm down for waiting for, for, like, a good five minutes. <laughs> also, I will comment, there is a table with stuff laid out on it, and stuff underneath it. 
that would be helpful to know about since Scorpia's been in the room, but I have not, so I don't actually know what Scorpia <laughs> has with her. Yeah, I will describe. I just want to see how this awkward standoff <laughs> ends. <laughs> yeah. Because you have a unique opportunity to ruin this guy's day. If you stop staring at each other. Okay. What I know is that we're going to get in, knock some heads if we have to, free the people in there, take any data if there's data, and ruin his life. Second. That goes without saying, but... I think I'm going to enjoy this. Because he's a jerk, and some of the people you sometimes work with have been wanting to do this for a while. So for the purposes of combat preparedness, what... Is your preferred uh, technique for knocking heads, if I'm going to copy some words? I like being up close and personal. Ah, the opposite of me. Fantastic. We saw that at the uh, terminal, yes. Mm hmm Well, I was probably paying attention to a couple other things, but yes. I was not paying attention to you, thankfully. I was. That is to say, I was confident that you would do the thing. Yeah, we're good. Y'all were trying to get in the shuttle and get the hell out of there before you fully understood what was going on there. Yeah. I think Vi was watching her because she was also messaging Maria. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Anima was watching her because Anima was going to have to throw yeah. down with Scorpion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was going to go. Heard it just yeah. assumed that that fight would have been lost if I if I had to, if I if I had to pay attention I would have been toast so I was just <laughs> doing what I needed. To. That would be one way for the world to find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have two people who enjoy being uh, in, who prefer close combat, and two people who prefer more longer range tactics. All right. Though I do have a, a technique prepared for today, which is a little bit closer range. But it's one. One technique. Just the one. Is anyone going to look at what's on the table? Yes. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. Scorpia would already know. Scorpia would draw attention to what is on the table if that is things that should be drawn attention to. <laughs> mm -hmm. So... On the table, because I imagine between Maria and some of Scorpia's acquaintances, they were able to get some things like a handful of smoke bombs and flash grenades. And the thing with the flash grenades is it's possible to infuse one of them with a cantrip. If anyone has something they would like to use for that. A magnetic rope. A signal scrambler, three what are called magnabolts that can be used to seal a door. So that could potentially be useful. As well as there are some items that are designated for the three of you. Oh wait, I'm also wearing a cape. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I am completely unremarkable, except for the fact that I'm wearing a cape and my hair is weirdly specifically dyed. Oh yeah, and Vi is wearing um, bracers. She's wearing like metal bracers. That's all about those. Yeah, oh, yeah nice. that is a thing. Nice. Uh, I'll admit, I haven't put a ton of thought into Scorpia's clothing, but I imagine it is very basic action hero 
clothing. Okay. Pants you can run in and basically yeah. a t-shirt. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Yeah, my cape doesn't really match the fact that it's a flight suit that I'm wearing, but it has its own purposes. It doesn't match necessarily. It's armor that just looks like like t-shirt and sweatpants or something. Yeah, yeah, I forgot she is wearing uh, medium armor, so you would probably see that. Anima has full-on heavy armor. So as you're looking at the table, I'm gonna say, Anima, the thing you notice is something that looks like it could fit on your shield. Mm, mm-hmm. Like a sort of a modification to it. Ferda, you notice this device that looks like it could possibly be fitted onto your collar. And Vi, there is a very unique looking dagger on the table that's just calling your name. Anybody good at identifying these? Or do they have equipment labels on them to tell us what they are? My collar is awful close to my head. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so I'm realizing I probably could have said this to you earlier, so I will just say Scorpia explains and then explain it myself, because I didn't think head. <laughs> so, the thing that looks like it fits on a shield it's an experimental item that's been jokingly named the Surge Protector. <laughs> and it's a device it doesn't work all of the time, but mechanically if anything hits within a certain range, it could possibly blast someone back and cause damage. And you can also willingly activate and it will send out a wave of sound that will send people flying back. The thing that looks like it goes on the collar, it's called the Sonic Scream. <laughs> and... Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Fair enough. Basically, once per day... You can use it in conjunction with your actual voice, and it will send out a wave of sound rendering people nearby unconscious. Anyone within 30 feet have to make a Christmas saving throw or suffer psychic damage and become stunned. If they pass, they take half damage and aren't stunned. Also, any glass objects nearby that aren't like special ship armor glass will shatter. May I modify that to a constitution saving throw, which I do believe is the saving throw against loud noises. Yeah, that does make sense. Fixing that. As I say, as soon as Vi hears that about the sonic scream, her eyes sort of widen for a second. She glances to Ferda nervously. We talked about making this before. This was a thing that I wanted on this thing initially. So it's super convenient that this is already here. It's a once-a-day thing, and literally anyone within a, like 300 feet, I think, will be able to hear it. Well, yeah. It's like Thunderwave. And the blade is the Phantom Blade. Once you have bonded with it, you can mentally manipulate it. Okay. As long as it stays within 30 feet, you can move it just about anywhere. And it acts like an extension of your hand. If it's outside of 30 feet, it'll just drop to the ground. If it's something breaks your concentration, it'll also drop. And then you can take an action to basically reestablish the connection, but you have to have it within eyesight. Okay. What'd you get, Scorpio? Do you see anything you wanted? I am, as we speak, still figuring out and reading up on how this game system works. 
It's it's very similar to D&D and also I believe isn't there a thing with your class where you can just summon and dismiss your weapon? Yes. Yes. I was also looking at that class for a while. That is the one thing I do know is that I can summon and dismiss my weapon. And you have lay on hands, basically. Do we all have healing abilities on our characters? No, Vi doesn't. Vi doesn't. Anima does, technically. I have an item that has healing abilities on it. Oh, right. Yeah. Vi just murders. It's fine. <laughs> Vi has actually not murdered so far this campaign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never mind. I only have one pseudo-healing ability, and it's stabilized. So, I'll stop you from dying. Lack of death is good. Lack of death is very good. Yes, lack of death was my priority. So, you'll have things that can be used for distraction, you've got something you can use to lock the doors, and you also, Scorpio, you know, there are two ways to get in, one through a sort of back entrance nearby, and one through what is known as Fungal Grotto. That's not a fun way to get through, but there's probably not a lot of people paying as much attention to that, because, ew. I have a quick mechanics question. So, Vi, is Vi bonded to the Phantom Blade right now, or not? We'll just say that you are, or you can bond with it while you're planning. Okay, okay. Vi will bond with it. <laughs> not sure what that entails, but... <laughs> just sit there stroking it. My precious. Precious. <laughs> And then she pets her brain. <laughs> her other weapon's like, don't worry, don't worry. I still love you all. <laughs> Try looks very weird. It's fine. Nasty habits. They can't take you away from me. <laughs> you may notice that Scorpia is completely unfazed by any weird talking to weapons. <laughs> Scorpia have a special relationship with her weapon? Or does she just have weird friends? No, but Scorpia has weird friends. Yeah. So y'all got cool stuff? Yeah. Let's figure out how to attach the surge protector to my shield. Would you like some help with that? Sure. Scorpia would also give any assistance in learning about the weapons, as she would have made sure to know what they were before handing them to people that she's going to be working with. Yeah. And she'll detail the two ways of going in, the through the, the back door and the fungal waste, listing pros and cons that she would know, but I do not. Yeah, one's gross, you don't know how well watched it is, the other one there might be a guard room nearby. And some of your friends have been trying to keep an eye on guard rotations, but the information's been kind of iffy. Because they haven't really been able to get close, but also the small building you're in right now, there's a place that can be used as an escape route. So you can find your way out and away and disappear and then get back to the shuttle. Actually, is y'all gonna have like a bunch of people with you and like one shuttle? I guess I, I'm assuming those logistics we figured out beforehand. <laughs> yes. 
there is a place nearby. It'll be a bit of a walk, but with the escape route, you'll be able to get there, and it'll be a place where you could basically just hold up and lock the doors until your friend comes. And there's, like, food and medical supplies. Might actually be a place set up by Scorpio's friends. So, let's make a plan. Hmm. I have no NPCs. It's on y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I sent all of my NPCs away. <laughs> you did indeed. I'm assuming you know where the front door is. Yeah. Yes. Scorpio will explain where the front door is. <laughs> front door's probably going to be very heavily guarded. Like, very, or welded shut. Because it's a building that just never got used, but there's a back door, too. That might be one of the main entrances, or they might have another. There's two that you know of. Scorpia, I was wondering, do you have a personal stake in this, or any particular reason why you're helping, or is it just Maria calling in a favor? You can decide if it's the friend thing, or the connections thing, or the fact that this dude's just a massive asshole. I've had dealings with this man in the past so when Maria called in the favor I was happy to oblige I would like to do an insight check just go for it <laughs> because why ooh okay insight yay 22 they got the good rules I forgot to warn you about that <laughs> sometimes other times I have 40 20s. We're, it's fine. Alright. The 22. Trying to think of what I know about Scorpia that you would learn from that. She is being truthful. Okay. That she is somewhat emotionally invested in this. It's not like enough of an, of an emotional investment that it might mess with her rationality. Mm-hmm. But enough of one that she is happy to be here and helping with this mission. Okay. She knows the student's day is about to get erect if things go right. At the very least, more complicated. Also, you've probably definitely heard of at least a couple of the people this odd group has traveled with. Well, I'm assuming that we have a plan already set in motion, correct? That we probably discussed back on the ship. What would your plan be? Berta doesn't make plans. She follows plans. Hey. <laughs> so, we don't have any insight into what the inside of this thing looks like, necessarily, do we? Well, judging from the name, one of them sounds more organic than the other. There might have been someone rough blueprints you were able to find from back when they were planning on what it would look like and... Mm -hmm. It's gonna have a central area with some offshoot areas that could have been originally designed to be labs or observation rooms. But they didn't get very far in building beyond just the structure and air and electricity and running water and stuff like that. They got the basics, but they hadn't got into specializing before the corporation just decided it didn't want to exist anymore and got absorbed into several others and... It's the building got forgotten. Okay. So assuming these blueprints are still 
accurate. It actually kind of looks like a turtle, not gonna lie. It's a weird turtle, but it looks like a turtle. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the entryway would be the head and the grotto's one of its little legs. And then it's got like two other legs and then a tail, which is a bigger area, you think, maybe. So, if we go in the back door, there might be a guard station there. And if we go in the wastes, it would be more sneaky? Possibly. Possibly, unless there's other life. Mm-hmm. There's wildlife in there, then maybe not, but... Yes, we believe that the fungal entrance is much less watched. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that there will be nothing in our way. Right. Or things that would cause allergies. Okay. Hmm. Do we have a rough estimate of how many guards there might be at this facility? Somebody roll me, or either you roll or I roll a d12 to see how many. Okay. You also have things that can lock doors before you panic about that question. <laughs> Actually, no, make it a d8. A d8, okay. You only trust people you really, really, really trust to guard your blackmail. It's going to be a shame to not have any people to trust after this. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I'll roll it, I guess. Yeah. Seven. There's like about half a dozen guards, usually. Okay. okay. You're not sure how active they are and what place they would be. Do we have any idea how many people are being contained in this facility? Scorpia, roll me lore. Lore. Alright. Because some of your friends have been watching for a while, but it depends on, like, when you remember. Which should be intelligence. Oh boy. Uh, that's a three. An excellent first roll for Scorpia. <laughs> you know someone you know pr- might know, but y- you don't remember. Okay. So, if that's the case, if we don't know how many people there are, we're going to have to check the whole facility. So would it be more advantageous to see if we could take care of some of the guards right up front? Or do we try and sneak them out while avoiding guards that might be in the building? I vote being prepared and taking care of them first. We have door locks, right? Mm -hmm. We have those. Yes. Yes. We could do stuff like lock them in rooms and kill the power to the room. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then never even participate. Mm-hmm. So if there are people inside the guard room, when we get there, we could send someone sneaky like Vi in, have her lock them in there, and then go in and take care of anyone that's not already in there. What do we think of that? I agree. Fungal Grotto sounds fun, but. Environmental controls are not something that it looks like everybody's equipped for, and uh, that sounds like it could be problematic too. We should probably set up that signal jammer either way, so if we do lock people in, they can't call to their colleagues. Yeah. And the thing with the signal jammer is, like, it can be used to short out cameras that's got, like, a 
30 foot radius. Hmm. So then my boat is back door. Mine too. Back door would be best, probably. Alright, then if we are in agreement and ready, I'll lead the way. Right behind you. I'm guessing y'all are gathering all the things. Oh, I also forgot. There's a thing that kind of looks like a badge, except for it's plank. Okay. Seems to have some kind of faint pattern on it, and somehow someone's been able to infuse it or artifice it to the point where, like, this paper can be used to convince someone that you're someone that you're not. So it gives you advantage on persuasion checks when trying to convince someone you belong there. It's called a lucid page. Hmm. That could be useful. Casey, are you making a face at me? I can't yes, tell you're pixelated. I'm definitely making a face at you. Good to know someone got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I found a way to add psychic paper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there's one. One. Okay. Is it single use, I'm guessing? It can be used multiple times, but if you try it multiple times with the same person and don't succeed... Okay. Yeah. Because you can only tell someone, no, I obviously work here, see? Before they're like, no. Yeah, okay. Perhaps it would be good for someone who's good at changing what they look like to have that. Or alternatively, give it to somebody who is not exactly the best at hiding who they are. Yeah. Or someone with high persuasion. Or someone with low persuasion to give them a boost. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking in case of low rolls on both cases, but yeah. Yeah, that'd be best. May not actually be useful, but could be fun. Going in the back door? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. More straightforward. So... Scorpio leads the way, and let's have some stealth checks. <gasps> Did Vi just stealth out of existence? I mean, she didn't crit, but yeah. With her... Yeah, proficiency, yes. She got a 26. Very nice. Yeah, uh, Scorpio got a 6 on stealth. Oh no. And what was that for Ferda? 10, but I would like to know what we're walking into, because I don't know if she would start sneaking immediately. It's a natural one. Anima trips out the door. Like I said, I would like to know what we're trying to sneak into mm -hmm. first, because I don't mm -hmm. think I would start sneaking immediately. As you're leaving the building you're in and starting to go, because Scorpia is leading you, it's a bit of a walk. There probably is some places where you can find cover, but it is a few minute walk before you get to the door. I think Scorpia would be the only one that knows where how far the door is from here. You are a disappointment. See, I don't even have disadvantage because I have an ability as an Ashen Forge that keeps me from having disadvantage while wearing heavy armor, and I still got a natural one. Your heavy armor catches on some stuff, so there's a bit of jingle, 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 and then you trip over a rock. I was gonna say, with the Nat Warden, wouldn't she almost faceplant? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's there's some jingling before a... BAM! Mm -hmm. 
no damage because you're in your heavy armor, but also the, the atmosphere here is heavier, so that's got you all discombobulated. Also, it smells really nice in here. It's weird. I say, as soon as the noises start, Vi probably starts to sort of edge away from them, hoping no one will smell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be like, nope, mm -mm, mm -mm. Epic. Great start. This could also be funny. Uh, Scorpio, give me a survival. See if you can figure out how to get back there. Or just like a straight intelligence. I would definitely prefer survival if I can choose between those. Yeah, wait, whichever. That's, do you remember how to get back there and can you sort of retrace the path? Because you've taken some time to measure the distance and stuff, I assume. Not gotten too close, but. That's a 12. Every so often you start to detour a little bit, then you remember- Wait, that- no, it's- it's more this way. Also, the clunking is a little distracting. And, Farida, are you even trying to sneak? We're too far away from the building for right now for me to be sneaking quite yet. I'm being careful, but if something runs into us right here, it's just gonna get supernovaed, so. Yeah. I feel like the beginning of this adventure deserves some Benny Hill music. So. <laughs> but when we do finally make it within line of sight of that door, I would like to stop and look around. Yeah, everything is pretty quiet. It takes a few minutes because Scorpio has to keep remembering which way to go. But you eventually come to where you are within eyesight of the back door. You can see the dome. There's trees that are able to hide in the tree line. Some, and some of the trees get up close to the buildings. There's places to hide nearby. But you see this dome over the surface. It doesn't look particularly big, but you do know some of it is built underground. Also, like 95% sure that door's locked. Are there guards at it? Yeah, can we do a perception check? Mm -hmm. Well, I would like to do perception. Yeah, give me a round of perception checks. Okay, that was... 14. Unless you're okay with passive. Your passive is ridiculous. Farida, you got a 3? My passive is fantastic. 13. 13. Scorpia? 8. Because the dice hate me. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that tonight. Yeah. We're we're feeling the wrath of the dice gods in this Chili's tonight. Question, what is Farida distracted by at the moment? Or is she just looking around? Alien squirrel ran across the path. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting looking alien squirrel. <laughs> kind of cute, also but also vaguely terrifying. And I think maybe it just stops and there's a bit of a stare down for a second. But the rest of you notice there is a guard standing at the door. Just one. Okay. Yeah, just one. They're in armor and one thing to notice is looking at their face, they look like they could be Eldori, but their skin is bright red. Huh. There's three of you that might recognize what's going on here, depending on what people researched. So, I would like Vi, Scorpio, you get advantage, and 
Anima to roll me lore. Unless Victor has fairly been spending a lot of time researching ancient history of cultures in the Alliance. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can roll too. Just lore. It's a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. 13. I have a total of 18. I finally got a good number. So, Faraday, you remember seeing something about there being almost an offshoot of the Eldori people from a split that happened around when their crucible activated explosively and changed them? They look very different, and they really don't get along. And Vi, what you remember is you remember your mom telling you this story about when the crucible first awakened and how there was a split and some were sent somewhere else and when they came back not only did they look different but they had evolved differently and they were very angry they are the Lorendi so they're not the solar Eldori which Vi would probably no. know about okay no the solar Eldori looks the same I wanted to check yeah so this is from the book from around when the Crucible activated. Intoxicated with the newfound power, a small faction of the military rallied in an attempted coup against the ruling class. The incursion was short-lived as the vast majority of people sided with the Sovereign determined to maintain remain a peaceful society. After their defeat, the dissenters were banished and they eventually found a new home and were led by a new leader, Lauren Kaisa. And so they found another active crucible and built up their kingdom there. And occasionally they come back because they want their home planet back. But yeah, they they definitely specifically do not like the Eldor. Not all of them are gonna wanna reclaim Eldor, but not a big fan of Eldoris. Okay, just in general. Oh. Anna and Scorpia, you both remember that. Scorpia, you may have had some brief interactions with them in the past. They're not nice, but they're also mortal, so you can deal with it. Exactly. As long as it can die, I can deal. Also, Anna, I think you remember people and places you worked at worrying about possible incursions by Lorendi pirates, which is why you got hired a lot is to act as a guard, but as far as you remember, you've never really had to deal with any of them. Okay. It was just a thing to worry about when you're messing with science and tech stuff, is pirates. So, there is one of them standing at the door. What are y'all gonna do? Once Vi processes the memory. Yeah, Vi, Vi, Vi is just sort of hides and stands there. Yeah, you might have forgotten about it and might have been convinced, like, oh, they're not real. Then you see it, you're like, oh. Oh. I do ask, has anybody seen any of the cameras? As a safe house, I would assume that there are other eyes on this than just this person. You can roll an investigation to see if anyone notices cameras. Well, since there were some high rolls, you did notice there are some, but they do appear to be off or malfunctional. Hmm. They're hanging limp, so they might be having a bit of a malfunction, which could be why they have an external guard right now. 
Neat. Is that squirrel still nearby? You just give me a straight, straight D20. Straight D20 roll. 17. Yeah, it's nearby. It's moved away, like, a little bit, but it's still staring at you. I reach to a pocket where I carry a, a granola bar or something. Break off a piece of it and hold it up at the squirrel. Does it recognize it as food? I mean, it's a squirrel, so yeah. Are you trying to tempt it with the food? Well, of course. And I'm going to chuck the food at the guard. <laughs> Not at the guard. Like, off to the side of the guard so that the squirrel sees the guard. Roll me a dexterity check to see how well you throw it. Thirteen. Okay. So you throw it. It goes in the general direction of the guard. If it was above a ten, the squirrel was going to chase it. It was a nine. It just looks where you threw the food and then looks at you. By mental missives, Farida, seeing this, I'm assuming because we're all sort of whispering, speaking quietly, Farida, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't mess with the squirrel. Well, you're not going up to go stab him, so I was going to find a way to distract him. So that you could go up and stab him. <sighs> warning would be nice. Before. Have I ever given you a warning? You could try throwing the squirrel. After a few moments of silence with Scorpia just looking between y'all, she finally whispers, I'm not very sneaky, but if I need to, I can go punch him. I just might make some noise when I do it. No, no, no. Let's let's come up with a plan, because if we startle him and he starts uh, using his communicator, we could be in a lot of trouble. So we either need to turn on the signal jammer right now, or need to sneak up on him. I just wasn't sure what was going on with the squirrel. We're just still staring at Farida, because it now knows she has food. So the squirrel's still staring at you. Come up a little closer and then just sit and stare, and like, chittering softly. If you're worried about my logic, the natural world is not necessarily something somebody radios in about. And it would make a good distraction. But seeing something tossed out from the shadows, and seeing the squirrel go after it, this... It's so tiny. And you wonder why the squirrel didn't chase after it? Well, I'm not going to throw the entire thing, because then they'll see the thing that got thrown. The squirrel's still staring at the hand that has the granola bar in it. <laughs> and besides, it has like one HP. As you're talking, you just kind of glance down and you notice it's almost at your foot fair and it just kind of stops and looks at you. I could actually just pick it up and throw it. Would you rather that? No! Alright, cool. Then I'm going to stand back here and provide support for whatever decides to happen now. That would be really funny. <laughs> the squirrel might still be involved. We'll see. Well, the reason why Vice, why Vice said no is because she could see, like, the squirrel start to, like, scream. Because it's wild animal as soon as Farida picked it up. Squirrels make noise? Animal handling. Farida is decently good with animals, eventually. I think it's xenobiology now. It's not animal handling, but yeah. I'm not bad at it. Yeah. Farida's decent at it. Anima's pretty, like, really good at it by... eventually? Am I? You got really good roles with the horses. 
Oh yeah. Forces. Yeah, my uh, xenobiology is plus nothing. Plus three. So you can see why I was looking for that. Anyways. What are y'all going to do in character? Are you making an attempt to make sure this girl stays with you? No. I'm going to let its own greed keep it with me. I'm going to have nothing to do with it. Until I have to. How much attention are you actually paying to where the squirrel is, though? Enough. I know where it is. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Toiber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Mylena Sorel the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.